All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. So in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> you know, yesterday the Fed raised interest rates, causing a dip in stocks and uh, with Jerome Powell ruling out cutting rates, regional banks have taken a massive hit, especially... PacWest, P-A-C-W. So they could be the next casualty. And uh, that's weighing on the markets today. So we got to take a look at this and what's happening next. And more importantly, how our positions are doing and what we are doing to trade these markets. All right. This is your first time here. I'm Marcus Hardquarter. The super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodgson. We are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And the roller coaster continues. Wee, it does, Mark. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this. So yep. let, let, let's start maybe yesterday with the Fed meeting. Let's switch to a five-minute chart of the uh, S&P 500 and take a look at yesterday. And this is where you see that the markets were a little bit quiet and nervous as we approach the Fed uh, statement. We've talked about the, the reaction being in three parts where uh, you typically have the, the Fed decision and statement uh, being read at 2 p.m. Eastern and there's some movement there and then also uh, related to the press conference. Uh, at 2.30 Eastern. And, and here there was just a, a lot of back and forth, not not a, a real direction, um, but just some volatility with traders trying to figure out how to respond to what uh, Jerome Powell said and what the Fed decided. Yeah, let's talk about a, a, key, a few key talking points. So first of all, the Fed removed a statement or a sentence from their statement. And this was uh, the sentence that basically said that they are raising interest, keep raising interest rates. So this is where initially traders thought, yay, the Fed is done raising interest rates. But then Paul took the mic and say, uh, no, uh, guys, we haven't made a decision on a pause in rate hikes just yet. A decision on uh, his words, I'm just reading it here, a decision on a pause was not made today. So this is where traders thought, oh, that's not good. And uh, but then they also saw some good news in there, but overall, it wasn't quite what traders expected, especially when Powell said after being asked, so when are you cutting interest rates? And he said, never. No, that's not true, of course. But he said, <laughs> well, not in a while. He says uh, that inflation is here to stay and interest rates have to remain high. And traders didn't want to hear that. Yeah, and I, I think that's the, the key takeaway here. Uh, you have these terms that uh, traders and investors will, will toss around where the Fed's either dovish or hawkish. Uh, and I think that investors and traders, they, they wanted the Fed to be a little more dovish, uh, meaning that, uh, the, that the Fed would say, Yes, we, you know, this is the last rate hike. Yes, things are going to be okay. Yes, inflation is starting to come down and we like what we see. And yes, we'll probably be uh, 
pausing and then lowering rates. But that's not what Powell said. Uh, in a nutshell, they raised uh, rates a quarter point, which was expected. And with the language, he basically said that they don't want to cut rates too soon, that, that inflation is high and it will not come down quickly. It's going to take some time. And they want to make sure that uh, rates are, stay high enough to 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 help the inflation problem, right? Yeah, and uh, this is when we look at the probabilities here. Traders are betting that Powell is wrong. <laughs> so traders yeah. are saying, okay, we believe that this was the last rate hike. Uh, I mean, at least based mm -hmm. on what we see today in the Fed funds rate, uh, that there's a 92% uh, probability that the Fed will actually keep rates at this level at the next meeting. Then they will keep it up there. But you see, it's already that they might actually lower. It's only a 50-50 chance that they keep it higher. So traders are believing that the Fed will cut interest rates. Powell clearly said yesterday, oh, no, 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 no. When being asked, are you planning to cut interest rates this year? He was basically saying uh, no uh, to, to this year. But traders think, oh, yeah. It's going to happen. So there's definitely a disconnect. And we, we have seen it uh, a few months ago when traders initially were betting against Powell and then eventually, yeah, okay, we believe this guy. So th this will be interesting to see how these probabilities change. But right now, based on uh, Powell's remarks yesterday, that's where we stand. That's what traders are expecting right now. Yeah, and I think that the, the takeaway here is that traders have been overly optimistic uh, regarding Fed, the Fed stopping or, or lowering rates uh, for a while now. And uh, from what I see, uh, from what I heard, uh, we're probably, or I would say that this is the last time the, the Fed will raise rates and they're going to stay here for a little bit. But traders think that we're going to be cutting sooner based on the data, based on what Powell said, that's just not the case. So uh, we'll see when the Fed decides to cut. Now the reaction to this press conference and to the information that was presented, uh, the markets did sell off a little bit, but it wasn't violent. It wasn't this huge you know, sell off. And part of that drop could have been a little news that was trickling in. Uh, there was an announcement that took place after the markets had closed. And, and that got traders a little bit concerned. And this goes back to regional banks again. Yes. The next one, PacWest, P-R-C-W, the symbol. And uh, they dropped right now. They're down 50% uh, because they said after the close that they are evaluating options, uh, including a sale of the bank. So basically, they were saying, you know what? We're kind of in trouble. They said, well, deposits haven't really, uh, we, we got some deposits. We are not in trouble, but yes, we are looking for alternatives. And this is where trainers think, what the heck? So yeah. regional bank worries back. Pekka West Bank Corporation, just one of the three banks that seem to be right now in the crosshairs. Uh, the other one is uh, Zions, right? Zions Bank Corporation. The ticker symbol is uh, Zion. Oh, they've bounced back a little bit, but they were down uh, earlier, what, uh, almost 20%. And what is the third one, Mark? There's one more. Western Alliance, W-A-L. W-A-L, Western Alliance, uh, down 38%, also being down much more earlier. So it seems that these banks could be in trouble. Uh, at least this is where right now there's worries. 
Traders are now no longer talking about the interest rates from yesterday, but about how these interest rates affect some of the local and regional banks. Yeah, and we know that the higher rates do put pressure on these regional banks. And uh, also uh, just this, this bank run mentality that where investors feel that their money isn't safe and, and with them pulling that money quicker out of the bank, it snowballs into a bigger issue. So uh, PacWest has about $44 billion in assets. They said they're seeking potential investors. Here's another one for you, uh, Marcus's First Horizon FHN. FHN. First Horizon, okay. Whoa, down 35% right now. Yep. So here uh, this morning, uh, Toronto Dominion Bank, the ticker is TD, um, they aren't being hurt by this, but uh, they were looking at a merger uh, with First Horizon, but because uh, they had concerns that they would not receive regulatory approval for the merger, FHN investors are worried. Uh, doesn't seem to really affect TD, um, but just you know, another regional bank. It, it right now, right now, it just continues. <laughs> it, it just keeps keeps spreading. So yeah, and, and that's what uh, right now traders are fearing that there could be more bank failures coming. So let's take a look at our positions and uh, because we had uh, we had a lot of action and today on the scanner a lot of banks and financial institutions, uh, some of them quite interesting. So before we take a look at our positions, uh, would you like us to to show a, a few possibilities that we were looking at also this morning with our mastermind? If you are interested in this, click on like really quick and uh, then we can show you uh, what we believe might be some good opportunities because uh, one of them uh, being DFS, Discover Financial Services. Yeah, I really like the the support here and the range that we've seen. And, and we've come off of the highs that were established in April, but we're seeing some nice support in the strikes here. Uh, you know, this is, I, I just think, a decent opportunity, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Another one is uh, GM. We talked about this this morning. I've been trading GM uh, several times over the last few weeks. Uh, right now, the uh, the 30 put is available uh, for next week. I think this is a, a really nice opportunity. Yeah, lows uh, going back to, to May of last year, around 30, 50 a share. So if you could pick up shares at 30, that's a pretty decent strike. Um, you know, getting hammered during the pandemic, but longer term, it looks like there's some nice support, uh, you know, between 2750 and 32 long, long term. So, but short term, I, I think 30 is a great strike. Yeah. All right. So there are two possibilities. We did not take them. Let me, let me show you what we did. So first of all, let's talk about the existing positions. One of them being CTRA after dropping over the last two days. Today, a little bit up, 1.12%. I'm not yet able uh, to sell calls. I closed the call that I sold yesterday at 90% of max profits, and right now I'm looking to sell calls again at the 26 level. Right now, not enough premium in there, so waiting here. DHR, um, DHR, that's where we got assigned. Yesterday, they had a crazy roller coaster day. I mean, at first, they were going all the way up uh, to what, uh, 253 uh, before then going back down to 245. 
So um, I'm assigned at uh, 240, you're assigned at 237.50, and we both sold calls against our existing position. So if this stays above 240, we'll get called away. If it stays before two, above 237.50, you'll get called away. I won't. Oh, no, you closed it already. Yes. You're forgetting. You already closed it <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, with that pop going so far in the money, I was able to close the covered call for uh, really uh, more than than 90% of the max profit potential that I would have received if I waited until Friday. So I'm out of the trade and uh, right. just keeping an eye on things. All right. Good, good, good. Then Google, the Google's still in this range today with the overall markets down 0.5%, uh, but staying nicely in the range. I'm still looking uh, to sell calls at uh, the 109 level. Uh, right now, not enough premium in there. Google would have to rally a little bit, and I'm waiting for this. And uh, this is where sometimes you just have to be patient. Yeah, and it has this really nice range between you know, 103, 108, and, and you're in a good position here. I, I believe so. I believe so. Now, before we talk IWM, let's talk about PNC, PNC Financial Services. I mean, with this turmoil in regional banks this morning, PNC was first opening massively lower, pushing lower, but right now moving higher, still down, but only 1.29%. And considering that we have some banks down 30%, 40%. In fact, we can take a look at our heat map and we can take a look at, uh, at the regional banks here. And uh, we see that uh, many other banks are down 5%, 10%. Uh, we talked about Zion down 6%. Uh, then the other two banks, PacWest uh, being down, what, almost 50%. I think that uh, PNC is nicely hanging in there. I agree. We have a, re a reversal bar today. So after the lower open and some uh, downside, we're now clawing back and, and getting back towards yesterday's close. I also think that PNC is in a very good position if there is another bank failure uh, to be working with the FDIC to take over deposits of another bank. And we know that that was a huge benefit to JP Morgan. Um, and even Powell, you know, said yesterday in, in a nutshell that it's not really his desire to see the big banks getting bigger like JP Morgan, but through an auction process and, you know, the rules that were in place, it made sense that JP Morgan was taking over the deposits of a bank, but seeing a, a, a strong regional bank succeed and taking over uh, deposits from a, a failing one would actually be good for everybody. Um, PNC, I think, could be in that position. We just have to see. Yeah, this it seems that traders right now believe this because we're trading at session highs right now. And out of all the regional banks, they are uh, the strongest today. Still down, but uh, again, considering what else is going on in this sector, <laughs> it's good news. It's good news. Yeah. Being down uh, less than 1%, definitely good news. All right. So what IWM, that was an interesting trade and it keeps being an interesting trade. Sure. So yesterday, uh, actually two days before, we sold the IWM uh, 166 puts, got some nice premium there. And we were at 80% of our max profit potential yesterday before the Fed statement. So we were able to close it. And basically, we were able to double dip this week, sell the same uh, strike, uh, same expiration. So for tomorrow and get some nice premium this morning as well. Yeah. And <coughs> 
Excuse me. I think that's why it's important to have a, a profit taking order in the markets, because here, as you said, we were able to double dip, uh, which basically just increases our profits by closing it early and not waiting until the last day and let the option expire. So it worked out nicely and we have the 166 uh, sold for, for tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be good. All right, another quick look at the markets and where we stand here. The S&P 500 right now coming off the session lows, uh, moving towards the opening, still down for the day, 0.5%. The Dow actually down today, 0.8%. Did you see what that means for the Dow? Being down yes. 0.8%. The Dow is flirting with losses going negative for the year. So right now it's it's really right around the the uh, well where we wrapped up last year. So it could finish negative for the day, negative for the year. But we're also kissing that 50 day moving average. So we'll see if the 50 day moving average access support uh, broke through that uh, moving average on March 31st, stayed above it ever since. And and now we'll see if it acts as support. Yeah, we need to stay above there. We don't need a death cross in the Dow, which means that the 50 day uh, moving average would be closing the 200 day moving average from above. So no, 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 stay up there, act as support. That's what we want to see. All right, cool. Um, yes. So <laughs> if you find this helpful, uh, give us a, a like because we really appreciate it. If you're new to the channel, consider subscribing. And then we talked about this closing at 90%. And if you're unsure of what this means, um, here we go. We have a quick video for you that shows you why we are closing and how we are closing our options positions at 90% of max profit. Take a look at this and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.